Hello, this is Brandon from Motivational Speech Podcast. I have a great gift for you. I'm sharing some of the highly valuable life-changing free audiobooks. You can find the audiobooks link in the description. These audiobooks can change your life. So don't waste them. You got to know that there are differences in intelligence. It's really important. If you go into a job and you're not smart enough for that job, you're going to have one bloody miserable time. And you're going to make life wretched for the people around you because you won't be able to handle the position. And as you climb hierarchies of competence, the demand on fluid intelligence increases. Unless you want to fail, you don't put yourself in over your head. Well, what's over your head? Well, that's a tricky thing to figure out. I mean, you have to figure that out with intelligence. You have to figure it out with conscientiousness. You have to figure it out with creativity. You have to figure it out with stress tolerance. With agreeableness, because you want to go into a cooperative environment and not a competitive one if you're agreeable. And with neuroticism, you probably want to keep the stress level of your job relatively low. Because those are all places that you can break down. And most people have at least one significant weakness in their intelligence personality makeup. And you've got to be careful not to place yourself in a position where that's going to be a fatal flaw. But what you really want to do, as far as I can tell, if you want to maximize your chances for both success and, and let's say, well-being, is you want to find a strata of occupation in which you would have an intelligence that would put you in the upper quartile. That's perfect. Then you're a big fish in a small pond. You don't want to be the stupidest guy in the room. It's a bloody rough place to be. So, and you probably don't want to be the smartest guy in the room either, because what that probably means is you should be in a different room. You should look at a place where if you're right at the top, it's you've mastered it. It's time to go somewhere where you're a little lower so that you've got something to climb up for. And I can, if you're not hyper-conscientious, for example, you're probably not going to want a job that you have to work 70 hours a week at because you're just not wired up that way. You'd rather have some leisure and like more power to you. If that's how you're wired up, there's nothing wrong with having some leisure. But if you're someone who can't stand sitting around doing nothing ever, then maybe you can go into a job that's going to require you to work 75 hours a week. And almost all jobs that are at the top of complex dominance hierarchies require very high intelligence and insane levels of conscientiousness, as well, generally speaking, as pretty damn high levels of stress tolerance. You know, because that can knock you out too, because there's going to be sharp fluctuations in your career. Okay, so how smart do you have to be to be different things in life? Well, if you have an IQ of 116 to 130, which is 85th percentile and above, so it's one person eight to one person in 20, then you can be a attorney, a research analyst, an editor, an advertising manager, a chemist, an engineer, an executive manager, etc. That's not the high end for IQ, by the way. If you want to be the best at what you're doing, then having an IQ of above 145 is a necessity. And maybe you're pushing 160 in some situations. And maybe that's make, make, making you one person in 10,000 or even one person in 100,000. And then also, to really be good at it, you probably have to be reasonably stress tolerant and also somewhat conscientious. Why is it that smart people are at the top of dominance hierarchies? And the answer to that, in part, is because they get there first. And the faster you are, the more likely you are to be at the forefront of the pack. And intelligence, in large part, is speed. That's not all of it is. So if you're moving towards something difficult rapidly, the faster people are going to get there first. 
IQ of 115, 110 to 115. So that's 85th to 73rd, 85th percentile. Copywriter, accountant, managers, analyst, general manager, registered nurse. If you look at universities, the smartest people are 103 to 108 is slightly above average, right? 60th to 70th percentile. Store manager, bookkeeper, credit clerk, lab tester, general sales, telephone sales. So you see at this level, people have some technical skill and some ability to deal with complex things. That's dead average. Now, what you're seeing, what you're starting to see is that as you move down the hierarchy, the jobs get simpler. They're more likely to be assigned by other people or they're repetitive because what IQ predicts to some degree is how rapidly you can learn something. But once you've learned it, it doesn't predict how necessarily how well you do at it. People with lower IQs are more suited to more repetitive jobs. Under 87, is there something? That's a big problem. And it's something our society has not addressed at all. Jobs for people with IQs of less than 85 are very, very rare. So what the hell are those people supposed to do? It's 15% of the population. What are they supposed to do? It's illegal to induct anyone into the U.S. Army if they have an IQ of less than 83. It's about 10% of the population. Because the U.S. Army, and they've been doing IQ testing since IQ testing began, because they want everybody they can possibly get into the Army. In peacetime, they use it as a way of moving people up the socioeconomic ladder. And in wartime, well, obviously, you need as many soldiers as you can get your hands on. And so you're not going to be any pickier than you have to be. So when the U.S. Army says it's illegal to induct anybody into the armed forces if they have an IQ of less than 83, then you know that they've done it for absolute necessity, right? And when people have made a finding that contradicts what they want to hear and they're doing it out of absolute necessity, you can be reasonably true that it's one of those facts that just won't bloody well go away. And so you might think, well, if there's nothing for someone with an IQ of less than 83 to do in the army, what makes you think that there's something that they can do in the general population? And then the issue is, you know, because the conservatives will say, well, they should just work harder. It's like, sorry, that ain't gonna fly. And the liberals will say, well, there's no difference between people anyhow. And you can just train people to do everything. That's wrong. So they're both wrong and they're seriously wrong. And the fact that neither side of the political perspective will take a good, cold, hard look at this problem means that we're going to increasingly have a structural problem in our societies because we're complexifying everything so rapidly that you can't find employment unless, increasingly, unless you're intelligent. And so, like, the working class people have been wiped out pretty nicely over the last 30 years by automation and various other things. It's the low end of the white-collar class that's coming up next. So there's still going to be plenty of positions for people who are creative and fast on their feet and super smart. Hello, this is Brandon from Motivational Speech Podcast. I have a great gift for you. I'm sharing some of the highly valuable life-changing free audiobooks. You can find the audiobooks link in the description. These audiobooks can change your life. So don't waste them.